This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening. Welcome to Sunday. Nice to be here. My name is Vinnie White. I'm here for the next hour-ish. And uh, we talk about this week's news and stuff that's going on. It's talk radio, you know. It's fairly simple stuff, really. I shouldn't undersell it. I mean, it's definitely, without question, the best radio show that's ever existed. You know why? It's not me. It's the baldy. The man on the buttons. The legend that is the sheen of the programme. Ladies and gentlemen, Elliot. Unpronounceable last name. Hello, Elliot. Hey, how's it going? Have a good week? Not really. I had food poisoning on Friday. I'm still recovering. (laughs) You look quite good. I mean, you look normal. You look as pale as normal. That's not bad. Yeah, I don't feel so good, but thank you. What did you eat to give you food poisoning? Uh, it was a salad, funny enough. A salad and pizza. Uh, it was something in there. It's probably the pizza as opposed to the salad, wasn't it? Well, you know what? I've read that apparently salads uh, can contain bacteria that indeed sicken people. So it might have been that. That's what I've always said. That's Avoid what I saw salad. in my vomit. Yeah. So I guess Oh, I guess that it could have been salad. Excellent. Oh, I wanted that graphic detail. There you go. It's a lovely visual for everyone to start the show. Mm. can only go uphill from here. If you're going to eat vegetables, stick to the poutine. Potatoes a vegetable technically makes it a good salad, probably. Um, I'm sorry to hear that, Elliot. Um, let me know how your week was, if you're not Elliot, and hopefully it was better than his. 416-872-1010 on the phone. And you can also text the show on 71010. Just as a little general text to get things going. We'll just start with this question. All right? Everything all right? Is there anything I can do if it's not? You know, do you want me to do anything for you? Do you want me to rub your belly if you too are feeling in the position that Elliot's in? If so, just upturn your radio, pop it on your belly, turn it up, and I'll scream something. It'll be the same sort of thing. Um, I feel a bit tired, but I shouldn't moan. I'm in far better shape than poor Elliot. I, um, I've had a long weekend. Got my motorcycle licence today, which, uh, if you haven't done it, it goes fantastically on Terrian logic. You get the M1, all right, it's a written test, and then you drive a motorbike around, and you get the M2, and then you apply for the M3, yeah? No, the M, right. So I'm at the M2 stage, which means I'm legally allowed to drive a motorcycle as long as it's not... not, uh, Hang on. Oh, yeah, no, I don't get the M2 yet. It's so complicated, I won't bore you with it. Basically, I've got the ingredients to get the M2, but I've got to wait 61 days. And in that time, I'm allowed to drive a motorcycle... I said I wouldn't bore you, then I did. You don't need to know the ins and outs. Let's just say I'm going to kill you soon on the roads. Um, I'll do my best to be cautious. Just watch out for taxis, you turning. That's what I've heard about Toronto. And the old streetcar tracks. That's keeping the population down, isn't it? Um, The written test, the M1, um, happened this week. That was on Thursday. I had to go to Etobicoke this week. Um, the, the written test centre had the efficiency of a teacup made of feathers. There were four lineups. One lineup was 40 minute long, and um, that was the one to get a ticket to get in your lineup. Love that. <laughs> That's efficient, isn't it? And you know, the thing with service Ontario buildings, test centres, the whole everything, every time you go, go and get your. Licence renewed or your health card fixed because you lost it on a drunken binge. Every time you go to one of those places, it's always the same, isn't it? They're not pleasant buildings to spend time in. 
the interiors of Service Ontario offices. They take minimalism to a whole new level. There's no, there's no art. There's no any form of art on the walls. There's no music. There's no natural light. There's not enough chairs. And even the computers they've installed in the office that I went to haven't been turned on yet. So the only thing to uh, look at other than frustrated people is that uh, I transfixed myself on a faded calendar from 2006 with a picture of a dog on it. That kept me entertained for a while. Sometimes when you wake up from your daydream in a service Ontario office, you wonder what you did to be put in an African border crossing detention centre, don't you? It's funny, that. Well, it's bleak, actually. Uh, but this weekend was great. I mean, it was terrible, but the highlight was passing. A hell of a lot of lowlights. Um, getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning yesterday on a Saturday and getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning today on a Sunday. Not ideal. And then, of course, I, yesterday it was hot in Toronto, so I was baked alive wearing a compulsory leather jacket as temperatures hit 28. I don't normally wear leather in 28, even in the, uh, even in the bondage club. And then today, I was in a parking lot for seven hours in the pissing rain, wearing jeans. And I don't normally wear jeans in the rain. So it was a bit bleak, but uh, I passed, which is good. Instructors were right. There's one, you know, when people are in the wrong job and you just feel like saying, you shouldn't be doing this. One of the guys who will remain nameless shouldn't have been doing it. Just the grimmest man. He had a face that looked a little bit like a spanked ass. Just completely consistently miserable. Even when you did really well, he'd say, a lot of room for improvement. So, but did I do well? Yes. Well, say that then. You know, he's that, he's that teacher or that father that you always wanted to please and then one day you woke up and thought, do you know what? I can't be bothered. It was that guy. So miserable. Every time I did anything, even when I dropped the motorbike, he seemed upset. I don't know why. That did actually happen. It's good to know, isn't it, that I passed my test today and I dropped a motorbike this morning. <laughs> uh, one, of the, uh, one of the instructors, the miserable one, also said, okay, like the guy from South Park. So what are we going to do now? We're going to get... I don't know where he's from. This is my sort of standard um, North American accent, which is, of course, deep south. What are we going to do? We're going to uh, get on the motorcycles and then we're going to go around the corner. Now, you don't break in the corner. You break before the corner and you power out of the corner. Okay. And then we're going to do emergency stop. Okay. Oh, it started driving me mad. But, again, I got it. Okay, Monica, let's take our first call. You never know where it's going to happen. Talk to me, darling. Didn't you just say about five or ten minutes ago that you wanted us to ask you what, how to help us or help make the radio channel or you a better commentator? I'm worried about this, where this is going, but yes. Well, I'm being serious. I, ta I actually turn you on because I just think you're freaking delightful and just so full of happiness and walking through a field of flowers up north on my vacation, but there's always this negativity and it's just getting, it's, it's just getting too much. Like, for example, certain negative topics like doctor-assisted suicide that 14 times in the last month, I've counted 10 radio channels talking about that. Okay. But now you're not talking about me. You're talking more broadly about the station, because I can tell you for a fact there's no way I've touched that topic. I know. Thank, and that's why I listen to you. Oh, I see. There's just too much. There's just too much. I know reality is one thing, but, but some of the stuff I don't even think should be meant to be discussed on the radio. You understand where I'm coming from? I actually do. There are sometimes I feel like, like I enjoy embracing the occasional bleak topic in the hope of getting something good out of it. But Thank I sometimes you. think that it's a bit of a pity party talk radio, isn't it? 
So, yeah, I agree with you. But that's that's where people like you and John Moore bring it to that level that I love you guys. He's such a good. The day you started radio, seriously. Oh, thank you, Monica. God bless you. Let's have a skip through the flowers anytime, darling. Okay, sweetheart. Bye bye. See, that's what you want, isn't it? We should put that on the Vinnie White review. Listening to Vinnie is like skipping through flowers. Unless, of course, you don't understand my sense of humour. Then you think I am actually a miserable bastard. But uh, I think we've got rid of all those ones. <laughs> when I first started, they were like, satire. I don't, I mean, it's not working here in North America. Don't really know. It seems terribly down. No, I get over it. Anyway, Monica, I embrace you. And uh, if I could, I would probably put my finger at least in your ear. Uh, moving on. Um, what a week I've had, actually. I need to tell you about something else that happened to me this week. And as I said, if you want to get involved in the show, like Monica, negatively or positively, you can. 416-872-1010 and text the show on 71010. Um, the question today is, are you all right? I mean, it needs a bit of work to be deep. I think this is what Monica's point is. You know, we don't ask the big questions all the time on this show. You all right? Anything all right? 71010 on that one. So far, yes, I'm fine. Uh, things are going well. Could you turn off the rain? And congratulations on your test. Thank you very much. Not the medical. That was uh, another thing altogether. Um, a big shout out to Sick Kids and News Talk 1010, says someone as well. Thank you. It's really appreciated, actually. News Talk 1010 and uh, Sick Kids getting together to do wonderful things at the moment. Uh, also today, there was some uh, news uh, out of Toronto. 28th Ride for Heart, wasn't it? More positivity and grooviness now. I felt sorry for people. And then I realised I was on a motorcycle for seven hours. Admittedly, I wasn't pedalling. But uh, the 14,000 cyclists that cycled today at the 28th Ride for Heart here in Toronto did a fantastic job of making a disgustingly fantastic amount of money. Actually, you shouldn't use disgustingly because that has negative connotations. And when you raise a large amount of money for a charity, I don't think you can ever say disgustingly large. Bankers' salaries are disgustingly large. The money raised today was fantastic. So well done. Uh, to the 14,000 uh, cyclists that closed the Gardner and the DVP, which uh, always goes down well uh, with everyone else. It was closed to pedal-powered bike. Hopefully hopefully you've got the sort of love in your heart and uh, the skip through the flowers that Monica had to uh, override the fact that you may have had to do a different route today on the understanding that money was raised and it all goes a long way for Ride for Heart. Um, but, uh, yeah, 14,000 cyclists closed the Gardner and the DVP, meaning the average traffic speed on the DVP doubled, I would say. I'd love to ride an electric bike through it, wouldn't you? <laughs> like, I'd still raise sponsorship. You could make so much more money. if you. So I, Vinnie White, hereby will enter the 29th ride for heart on an electric cycle, which is banned, and just ride through, giving everyone the finger. I'll, I'll raise half a million... It's just to get rid of aggression. <laughs> I cycle, and I cycled here, by the way, so don't start phoning up saying, all of you news talk people hate bikes. I'm one of them. I'm in all shapes, I am. I'm on a motorbike, I'm on a cycle bike, and I've got a car. Very big bananas. I'm like a proper adult. Um, but I would like to go through it with an electric bike. I'd be panting as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just putting it on. You could put a yellow jersey on. Actually, that's all right. The best cyclists do cheat. Uh, the DVP is reopened now, as is the Gardener. Isn't it, Elliot? I don't know. I think it is. Yes, I, I believe it's open, yeah. It'd have to be bloody slow to have it still closed. 
Even an asthmatic cyclist with some heavy shopping would have finished by now. Uh, the DVP is reopened. The Gardner is reopened. If you don't know what I'm talking about, by the way, um, if you don't live here in Toronto, the Gardner is an expressway. <laughs> That's a good one, isn't it? Express. Because it gives connotations of speed. Yeah, it's the Frederick G. Gardner Expressway here in Toronto. It's uh, a beautiful monstrosity. Uh, it's a elevated highway named after Frederick Goldwyn Gardner, of course. He was a politician, lawyer, a businessman. And uh, if you didn't know why the Gardner is called the Gardner, it was after Frederick Goldwyn Gardner. In 1953, he was the man at the uh, top of the new and exciting Metro Toronto. He was nicknamed Big Daddy. And he was a staunch advocate of uh, growth and expansion. Maybe that's when the waterfront started going wrong, wasn't it? Probably about 1953. Frederick Golden Gardner. Uh, I thought he was called the useless, dangerous, falling apart, slow and painful eyesore Gardner. But that's just the uh, popular name used for his road. Um, I think we should call it the Butcher as opposed to the Gardener. Because that's how I feel when I'm on it. More accurate than the Gardener. What other careers would be good? Gardener's not good. There's no greenery on it, I'll tell you that. Apart from a bit of lichen that's managed to breed through all the trapped water. <laughs> Probably a couple of frogs living on it. <laughs> yeah, the Gardener. What should we call it? We could call it the Undertaker. That's an ominous career. It's more fitting. Uh, text your thoughts on what we should call the Gardener to 71010. That'd be a good one. The parking attendant. Everyone hates them. Um, should we do a break now? Oh, see, he might have food poisoning, but he knows who pays the bills. He's giving me more hand signals than a lot of those cyclists got today from drivers. Disgusting, man, but a fine and charming one when it comes to timing. It's Elliot pushing me towards an ad break, so I will be back soon. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Always a pleasure, never a chore. My name is Vinny. Let's do some housekeeping. Text to show on 71010. What would you call the gardener if you could change the name of it? A lot of people would like to do a lot more than that with it. You can call in the show 416-872-1010. I'll take your call if I get time. You can get me on Facebook, Vinny White, V-I-N-N-E-Y, White. Uh, you can get me on Twitter, although I wouldn't bother. I only post like one thing every week. It's a bit pointless, frankly, but if you're... That way inclined, Vinnie White, V-I-N-N-E-Y White, and what else? Uh, that's it, I think. That's boring enough, isn't it, doing that lot? Um, bought a couch this week from a well-known department store who may or may not advertise with us, so just to be on the safe side, I think I won't mention what their name is. I had this event, or have this event, I don't know, and um, I went in there a couple of weeks ago, and I said, um, can I have a discount? Because, you know, you'd be amazed how often you get a discount if you say, can I have a discount? I mean, try and be nicer than that. Don't just go, can I have a discount? Say, your hair is beautiful. Your eyes are deep. I'd like to have sex with you. Colin, can I have a discount? That's, you know, if Colin's that way inclined, 5 10%, who could say? Um, I tried it a couple of weeks ago with this dude. I didn't say that, but it was a similar sort of patter of flattery, which I meant. He was a really nice guy. I can actually be sincere sometimes. And, um, and I asked for a discount. He said, I can't give you a discount now, but I can give you a voucher. Well, a certificate. It's so complicated. I give you a certificate. 
you come in on a certain day, give me that certificate, right? I'll give you a voucher. I'm like, well, this seems like just gonna have a discount, please. It's like two grand's worth of couch. It's got a sofa bed in it. Come on over. And um, so I said, uh, it seems complicated, uh, but I'll do it. So uh, I went over there. I had to wait two weeks. I thought, that's a lot of waiting to do, isn't it? I got there. He said, right, here's the scoop. I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a scratch-off voucher. And I'm sitting on the couch I want to buy when he does this, right, in this large furniture store. He says, uh, when you scratch it off, right, it's either going to be 10%, and that's the minimum. You're walking away with that. It's like a game show. You're walking away with that. Here it is. And, uh, or it might be 20%. Now, I'm, I love a bargain, me. Radio doesn't pay much, and I'm not very responsible. So two reasons to love a bargain. And so I was quite, obviously, I wanted the 20%. Who wouldn't? And so he gives me the voucher. So just to bear in mind, minimum 10%. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong. Gives me it. I haven't got a coin. So he, he gives me a coin. I, for some bizarre reason, I couldn't scratch it off very well. He scratched it off for me, right? 10%. Wasn't the big 2-0. So I was like, oh, never mind. I'll take it anyway. Worst thing happened then. The most humiliating experience. He, there's only me and him on the couch, right? He knows that I couldn't have done any worse. He gave me a round of applause. But it's just him. So there's a fully grown man sat next to me, a fully grown man. And he just goes, oh, congratulations, you got the 10. You got the 10%. Single man clap. Now, when, the, when a man, a fully grown man condescends you by <laughs> scratching off the silver, giving you the lowest possible winnings, and then you hear the distant clap of a man who apparently is sitting next to you giving you a single-man clap. I, I just died. A little bit of me died. Because I, I presume he's been told right during training, no matter what they get, you know, give them a round of applause. Make them feel special. I don't feel special with that. Do you know how cynical I am? Don't applaud me. For not doing anything? Couldn't wait to get out of there. He phoned me up later, because we had to go through the terms of finance. He goes, hi, Vinny. I just wanted to say another congratulations today. Leave it! Let's leave it there! It was bad enough the first time. So if you're in sales, just get it done. Get me in and out. I don't want an experience. And why are we scratching stuff off anyway? Why is that still happening? Just give us a sale. <laughs> oh, dear. That was that. That gets delivered in four weeks. I'll keep you up to date on that because I know you're very interested in my uh, seating arrangements at home. Now then, Vancouver. I want to talk about Vancouver. Now, before I start this, I need to set the record straight. I've never been to Vancouver. I would like to go. I have no intention of living there. I'd like to go, but, you know, for me... It costs the same, and it's about the same amount of air, uh, air time to get back to London. And I can see some family in London, and, you know, you can drink in the street, and it's a bit more groovy, and the music's good. Um, I'm not saying Vancouver's... I mean, you can drink in the street in Vancouver if you're involved in a riot, which happens every few years, as a result of it being a rather boring city. Now, and this is my point, go with me. And if you're listening in Vancouver, what time would it be in Vancouver, um, Elliot? Three hours behind. Three hours behind. So they're just, what's that, 6.30? Okay. 
They're probably just finishing their second yoga workout. So if you're listening in Vancouver, get in touch. Justify this. Right? Pin your ears back, kids, because this is the score. Is Vancouver a boring city? Discuss. Why do I bring it up? I'll tell you. Vancouverites are feeling defensive this week after being labelled by The Economist magazine as, quote, and it's a big one, mind-numbingly boring city that has become too safe and predictable. Oh, you little stinger. 71010, is this true? First one in. Just told me the time in Vancouver, and it's a Vancouver number. See, that proves, that, that's actually ironically boring. What's up? Vinny, I've been to Vancouver, and um, East Vancouver is not safe at all, at least parts of it. Ah. So I, I don't know if that was mentioned. I did read the Economist article, but I found it curious that they did not mention that West and East Vancouver are very different places. I see. Well, I read it too. It's a travel columnist under the name of Gulliver. See what they did? Yes. Genius. Um, I never trust people with pseudonyms. Come out. I'm Vinny White. It's not a star name. That's me. You like it? Cracking. You don't? Bugger off. Don't hide behind stuff. You know what I mean, John? Uh, Elliot. A travel columnist under the name Gulliver uh, says, The more cities become nicer and more stable, the less fun they become. Vancouver routinely tops international livability indexes and therefore is a boring city. That's what he says. Now, Bob Kronbauer, who uh, runs a website called Vancouver is Awesome, I wonder where he stands on it, (laughs) says the economist can leave Vancouver to the rest of us defensively. Um, Crowbar, is it Crowbar? (laughs) Is his his name Bob Crowbar? (laughs) He's really good at getting into places. (laughs) I think it's Crowbauer, sorry. Not crowbar. <laughs> He's stiff as a board. He really is. Sometimes I hook his head around the side of a door. Sorry, just me on this. Um, let's get back to the story. Kronbauer's team has published thousands of stories on the website. Vancouver is awesome. That's how you say it, isn't it? Oh, my God. Vancouver is awesome. It's like your other pretty. Like, we got hills and, like, well, no, they're not even hills. They're mountains. And we've got beaches. Mountains and beaches. You tell me where you can get that. Granada, Spain. What? I, you tell me where you can get that in North America, Seattle. <laughs> you tell me where you can get that in Canada. It's <coughs> lost a few listeners. Um, Crow, oh, let's just call him Crowbar. It's more of a laugh. Crowbar's team has uh, published thousands of stories singing the praises of this coastal city in Western Canada, in case you didn't know. 15,000 stories. Uh, we've ran about different awesome things happening, he said. Yeah, 14,000 of them were probably family-friendly yoga-in-park picnics, weren't they? (laughs) He says, right now in the city, the craft beer movement is really exciting. No, he doesn't. He says it even worse. He actually has a direct quote. Right now in the city, the craft beer movement is pretty exciting. Don't want to go too far. A lot of really cool restaurants are popping up, as always, he says. Also, Vancouver is all about the outdoors. How easy is it for you to get somewhere like Grouse Mountain or somewhere like that? And also, the city's so green itself, he says. Um, Now, Vancouver may be clean, and well, certain parts of it, clearly, um, and orderly. It's certainly expensive, but its Pacific Coast settling, nestled under the uh, mountains, of course, makes it a beautiful location 
with many other attractions, say the tourist board and everyone in Vancouver. But I kind of get what this guy's saying. I do. Because I'm very well-travelled and I find that most cities that are in the livability index are boring. And we'll tell you exactly what they are in a minute because I think you might come round to this guy's way of thinking. Uh, but do text in 71010 if you like or dislike Vancouver and tell me what I'm missing because I haven't been. Um, so we need to set that straight for a kickoff. Um, now, Carol Heaney, a tourist visiting Vancouver, says she didn't agree with The Economist in any way, shape or form. She says, I'm a tourist here. I don't think it's boring. I think it's very exciting and there's lots of activity. People are biking everywhere. We were down the beach and there's so much activity going on down there. Now, unless she's talking about fire juggling and food so spicy it will smash your nose in, I, I don't really agree. I like a beach. Who doesn't? But it's what I'm, they're not saying that. That's the point. They appreciate that there's beaches and mountains. What they're saying is it's safe, it's clean, and it's, as a result, a bit boring. And I kind of get it. The overall tourism numbers to Vancouver suggest that the city of about, what is it now, two and a half million, uh, remains a world-class holiday destination. But the thing is, this bloke, whoever he was, he's going under the pseudonym of Gulliver, the article itself, if you read it, is really tongue-in-cheek, isn't it, Elliot? It is, yes. So it shouldn't be taken too seriously. And for me, the irony about this is that Vancouverites are offended by this article, which goes to somewhat prove that they just don't get it. A bit, have a bit of a laugh. Stop yogering about the place and chill. Indeed, yes. So I went and I, I agree with this. So I went and looked up the world's best cities to live in, in livability. And of course, Vancouver is one of them. I'll give you them in order. Number 10 is Melbourne, Australia. Nine is Vienna, Austria. Um, seven is Vancouver. I mean, it depends which article you read. This is all, but they all the same ones pop up every time, so you can mix these up a bit, and it doesn't make any real difference. They're always in the top ten. Um, Toronto's there, which deserves to be, eh? Ah, I'll be loyal till I die. Uh, Calgary's there as well, by the way. Um, Adelaide is in the most. Uh, livable cities in the world. In fact, loads of Australian towns are. Because you've got Sydney as well. Finland makes an appearance as well. There's always the Scandinavian countries pop up because they're safe and clean and green and groovy and there's no crime. Because a lot of the, the indexes often judge crime, which is why there's no towns in the United States. Um, and they often judge equality and cost of living, etc., and amount of holiday that you get. Again, that's why there's no... United States. Anyway, carrying on with the list. Uh, Perth in Australia pops up. Uh, and finally, I think it's number one, Auckland, New Zealand. But I wouldn't read too much into the numbers. So let's just, you know, what, what have we got? We've got New Zealand, four Australian towns, three Canadian towns. Now, and so you could argue that Australia's done the best. I've lived in Australia. It's nice. It's all right. And I lived in Sydney, which is definitely the most happening place. It's all right, mate. You could do well there. I had a nice time, if you ignore the racism. It's really nice. But look at what you passed to get there. Right? I think there is a direct now from Vancouver, Vancouver, Assam, to um, Sydney. But you're better off breaking the journey up and going somewhere really interesting. And that's the point of the article. Stop on the way to Australia and you can have a, you can go spelunking in Fiji. You ever done that? No. 
Go volcano surfing in Nicaragua or sandboarding in Namibia while you're on the way to Australia. Learn to tango in Argentina where the clubs often close at nine o'clock in the morning. Drink Keparina in Rio while dressed in carnival outfits and having sex with people, if you're into that. I don't know. You'd have to take some of the outfit off first. I don't know why I said that bit. That was really weird. That was really Freudian. I didn't plan on saying that. Obviously, I want to go to Rio to have sex with people. <laughs> didn't even specify a sex. Ah, well, that's the thing, you see? That's why it's exciting! You can have sequins all over your sexy bits. That's the point I'm making. I agree with them. And let's actually push this a little bit further. I did some research. Without going to Vancouver, admittedly, I did some research. I looked at the Lonely Planet Century on Vancouver, and then I compared it with Dakar in Bangladesh. So, this is the Lonely Planet Entry on Vancouver. Cool neighbourhoods, drink and dine hotspots, and spectacular vistas. All good reasons why visitors fall in love with this Lotusland metropolis. Lotuslands, referring to the sort of hippie vibe of yoga and or possibly weed. And I'm, oh, this is my interpretation. So that's what they've said, right? That's the Lonely Planet Vancouver. It's not a bad write-up, is it? Right, now, this is the write-up of Dakar in Bangladesh. Dakar is more than just a city. It's a giant whirlpool that sucks in anything and anyone that comes within its furious grasp. Around and around it sends them, like some wildly spinning fairground ride bursting with energy. Millions of individual pursuits constantly churn together into a frenzy of collective activity, an urbing melting pot forever bubbling over. Dakar is a city of perpetual motion and the glorious chaos is perhaps best best viewed from one of the city's half a million fabulously colourful cycle rickshaws, which fight for space on the city's overcrowded streets with taxis, buses, auto rickshaws and even horse-drawn carriages of great colour and splendour. We can't guarantee you'll fall for Dakar's many charms, but sooner or later you will start to move to its beat. When that happens, Dakar stops being a terrifying ride and starts to become a unique blend of art, intellect, passion, history, poverty, love and hate. I'm going there! You know what I'm saying? Spicy! Literally spicy! Text in on 71010. Uh, what have we got? Uh, I'm from Vancouver and I love it. Yeah, but you can't justify why. I suppose maybe you haven't got to justify why. Maybe that's the whole point. Maybe you don't. It's a bit rude of me to even ask you to. As a foreigner. Um, I... I've lived in Vancouver for eight years. Doesn't have the rhythm and pulse of Toronto, but I wouldn't change it for anywhere else. What you give up from Toronto, you earn more in Vancouver. Ah, yeah, fair play. It's hard to build a mountain here, isn't it? I'll give you that. And as beaches go. Actually, after these last two winters, <laughs> I think I'll just move to Vancouver. <laughs> Stop fighting it. Back in a minute. Tuned in to the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I've got an employee now because the business is growing and um, he's superstitious to the to the nth degree. And this week he said something really weird. 
Um, I like him, don't get me wrong, but, he, you know, I don't hang around with a lot of superstitious people that believe in star signs and all that stuff. And he came in to um, make canvases. Oh, it's a good opportunity to do a quick pitch, isn't it? He came in to make canvases for my business, MrPhotoCanvas.com. What's that, Finny? Oh, that, we just make canvas prints. Oh, yeah, how do you do that then? Uh, where we get canvas, put it through a digital printer and reproduce your photograph at the size you want. Then stretch it over a wooden frame so you can hang it. You must be expensive. No, we're really not, actually. We, um, we're the cheapest in Toronto because we have 50% off if you come and pick up your canvas print. What's the website again? Thank you for asking. Um, it's mrphotocanvas.com. Got that one in. <clears throat> so the guy that makes my canvases, because he's I'm not that good at it. <laughs> there you go, that's a true ad. I'm not that good at making them, so now I've got someone else to make them. I'm good at the digital stuff, but he's very practical. And this week, I said, uh, how are you? He goes, I'm all right. I've made up with my, with my friend. I said, oh, yeah, I remember you saying that you had an argument. He said, yeah, everything's okay now because Mercury's in retrograde. And I've never heard that. So I said, what does that mean? He goes, oh, when Mercury's in retrograde, it means that people come together. So I went, oh, that's good. And he goes, uh, have you made up with anyone this week? And I said, no, actually, I haven't. I haven't fallen out with anyone recently. Um, and uh, he says, uh, it's good, though, isn't it? Because Mercury's in retrograde, I've got everything. I said, what are you talking about? What, what does that even mean? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> I said, how can you believe in something you don't know about? And then I looked at religion. Um, and then so I, I sort of didn't want to get in an argument with him, but he started on me. He's like, what do you believe in? And I said, science, unequivocally and forever, if it's well-produced science with controlled experimentation and reason and logic and structure and thousands of hours of research. I believe in that. He goes, but that's boring. He's kind of right on that. It is a bit boring. Um, he said, uh, what star sign are you? I said, uh, I'm Taurus. And he goes, oh, that explains it. Oh, that explains everything. That I said, why is that? And he goes, oh, because the, the Taurus, always sceptical, you see. And also, because Mercury's in retrograde at the moment, Taurus is, you know, they're in quite a bad mood. And it looks like you're in a bad mood. So it all comes together. And I said, oh, that's funny, because I'm Pisces. <laughs> I'm going to do that forever now. You should have seen his face. It's brilliant. So... Mercury's in retrograde. I have no idea what that means, but apparently it means you can make up with someone. If you believe, I mean, it might be positive to believe in that because then you think you can make up with someone and then you go and make up with someone. Psychosomatic, you see. Italy news now! Oh, Berlusconi! Hey! My name is Silvio Bangasconi. He proved his intellect on Friday, didn't he? Oh, this man, this piece of work. Uh, Mr. Berlusconi arrived at a town square in a small town near Milan on Friday with his bodyguards. He asked someone uh, for the name of the candidate that was running. It was a big, uh, a big electoral challenge that day, you see. And for some reason, he asked someone for the name of the candidate and then encouraged people to vote for that candidate. He grabbed a microphone and said, Vot Paolo! Vot Paolo! And then was told by a man standing just behind him that that was the opponent of the man that he should be voting for in his party. Right. 
That's embarrassing. Yeah. Paolo Micheli, a leftist who is running for mayor, later joked that Berlusconi's endorsement meant he was sure of a win. Mr Berlusconi did what Mr Berlusconi always does and just disappeared. <laughs> He's really good at that. He should be called Mr Houdini. People across Italy went to the polls today uh, to elect regional governors, town mayors and so on. Uh, Mr Berlusconi, 78, uh, was Prime Minister, of course, three times between 94 and uh, 2011. However, several cases against him are still slowly advancing in the Italian courts. Berlusconi remains banned from running for office for now. Why, you might say? Well, he's got an extensive record for various allegations. Here's just a few. Shall I do it in a husky voice for effect? Can you turn it up a bit, Elliot? Abuse of office. Defamation extortion. Perjury. Mafia collusion, false accounting, embezzlement, money laundering, tax fraud, witness tampering, corruption, bribery, bribery of the police, bribery of the law courts, bribery of various mayors, judges, and politicians. What do you got? He sounds like a regular banker, doesn't he, really, with all that? Until you get to the allegations of child sexual abuse, of course. Then he goes from being a greedy banker to a dirty wanker. Uh, Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi. Never face trial, will he? Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Like a puppet on a string. He's got them all in his pockets. Um, text just come in. Who was that supposed to be? To be honest, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think I started Italian. I went to New York. It was something to do with The Godfather. I got lost. I tried to tick off as many stereotypes as possible. This is The Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Yeah, that's what it is. And you know what? I think it's gone quite well so far. Let's see if we can keep this ball up in the air. Uh, speaking of balls, someone just texted in and said, I'd love to know your thoughts on the FIFA scandal. Do you know what? I nearly forgot to talk about that. Um, Seth Blatter, who is the arch enemy from every Bond movie ever, and uh, is I think he oozes, I think it's evil and stupidity in a mixed bunch, um, was re-elected somehow. I'm still not entirely sure. Apparently he's built some stuff in Africa. Sorry, I th- apparently he's bribed loads of people in Africa. That's it. Um, but <laughs> allegedly. What did he say? Let's have a little bit of him. But first of all, I would like to give compliments to the chef and express milk my gratitude to His Royal Highness oh, Prince Ali. It. It's painful even listening to this. He's the slowest talker, isn't he? Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to do the whole thing anyway, because he goes because on for Prince Ali so was long. a competitor. Yeah, you know what? Knock it on the Challenge. head. You get the idea. He's, he's, he's the weirdest guy. Did you hear what he said in that speech? So when he was re-elected as the biggest um, corrupter, sorry, as the leader of FIFA... So easy to do. 
Um, FIFA, by the way, in case you don't know, are the world body on what we call football. Uh, I suppose you'd call it CIFA. Hmm. And uh, they have decided uh, to, well, the list of allegations of corruption are so long. And even Berlusconi was like, hats off. Well done, lads. So, um, but the weirdest speech that you heard the beginning of there, and I'll get to the bit that's most important. I won't let him say it because he takes ages to say it. But this is a direct quote, and I'm not going to make any of these words up. When he came back on the mic and was doing the sort of victory speech, he said, and I quote, I will be in command of this boat called FIFA. We will bring it back. We will bring it back offshore and bring it back to the beach. Beach soccer can be played anywhere. What is that? That's the ramblings of someone you've picked up on the street that's got serious issues, isn't it? It doesn't make any sense. I'll be... Right, let's break that down. I love doing that. I'll be in command of this boat called FIFA. That's all right. I don't mind a metaphor. That's all right. We will bring it back. We'll bring it back offshore and bring it back to the beach. Beach soccer can be played anywhere. Right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't even make sense as a goal. Surely the idea is to bring it back into the harbour. And if it's offshore, then it's not on a beach. And if it's a metaphor, then why go on to say beach soccer can be played anywhere? Which it can't. Because if there's one simple part of that, beach soccer can be played anywhere, I'm pretty sure you need a beach. You can't... I've tried playing beach soccer in a tree. Nightmare. Doesn't make any... Beach soccer can be played on a highway. It makes no sense. None of it makes sense. None of that. None of what he said. Even the BBC called it a bizarre speech afterwards. (laughs) I dived into it as soon as I heard that. So there you go. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, good luck playing football in uh, 50 degree heat in Qatar, lads. You might need a bottle of water. Pig on the run news! I'll leave you with this. Police in a small town in Michigan have had uh, all kinds of suspects in their patrol cars, but this is a first. It's a pig. Oh, have we not got time for this? Would you believe it? I'll give you a teaser. I'm never going to squeeze it out in 40 seconds. Oh, it was a cracker as well. That's why I need a longer show sometimes. Actually, don't push for that. An hour's enough. I'm very hoarse. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I will uh, pick up on the pig next week. I'll leave you hanging on that. <laughs> it's a pig cliffhanger. Uh, blame FIFA for everything. Um, thank you, Elliot. Well done. Nodding doesn't work. You have to sort of say something, really. Oh, well, thank you, Vinny. Oh, not at all. No, you were great this hour, I think. Okay, that's good. Considering my condition. Yeah, well done for that, man. I hope your belly feels better. Uh, I'll be back next week with a regular show, yeah, and then the week after that, I'm back for, t- for two hours, but let's not plan that far ahead. Have yourself a wonderful evening. I hope the weather perks up and have a great week. All right, take care. Bye.